0: I'm trying to not only help people heal themselves and find, you know, the healer within themselves, but at the same time, I'm doing it for myself as well. Part of this business is an expression of who I am. So it's kind of, you know, it just kind of flows every day. Every day is different and I don't know what's to come, but I'm excited to see what uh, what transpires.
1: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Worked Up, the podcast where you learn how to take what gets you worked up to find your passion, reach your potential, and write your own success story. I'm your host, Jacqueline Beck, business and career strategist, and we are joined today by Shelly Marshall. Hi, Shelly. Hi. It is... So exciting to have you here. Shelly is the founder of Beauty Shamans. I started following you on Instagram during the pandemic.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, that was like three years ago. Which
1: I still can't believe it's three years. Time has just flown so quickly, (laughs) but that's neither here nor there. But I remember I loved your page because it did this beautiful thing of marrying kind of ancient wisdom with modern ideas. And so I was hoping that we can start there and how that philosophy has influenced your business journey.
0: Yeah, sure. I would love to. In fact, I'm really glad that you asked that question because it's something that has never I've never been asked that before, but it's actually a huge part of my story. I started out in skincare before I became a nurse, before I started learning the clinical side of things, I started out learning about skincare mostly because I had my own skincare struggles. And so I was looking for ways to heal my skin naturally, but I just didn't have the information. I had some information, but I didn't have all of it. So I felt like, okay, well, I need to learn the more medical clinical side of things, because that's probably where the answers lie. That's where I'm going to find out how to heal my skin, right? We turn to Western medicine. So I learned a lot about, you know, the anatomy of the skin, the anatomy of the body, how, you know, different organ systems and just how the different systems in our body interplay with the expression of, you know, what our skin looks like to the outside world. Uh, I learned about, you know, nutrition, electrolytes, vitamins, you know, digestion, hormones, all of those things from a very clinical aspect. I even went so far as to learn, uh, cosmetic injections. And so I was, you know, injecting people with Botox and fillers and helping, you know, people to enhance their beauty in that way as well. But there was, there were limitations with that. And so I found myself slowly starting to come back to these alternative ways of dealing with the skin, these sort of off the path routes of how to heal yourself naturally. And so I came to rely on that more since it was Mm -hmm. more of a sustainable model and combine that with some of the pearls of wisdom that I did learn from Western medicine. And so it kind of just came together naturally. Like these are the things I took from this uh, philosophy. And these are the things that I took from this philosophy. And while I lean more heavily towards more natural and alternative medicine and more holistic ways of healing, I still use, and I still res- have a huge respect for a lot of the Western ways that we do things. And I think at the end of the day, let's face it. People want both. They right, do, right. you know, they want to, they want to do the natural thing. They want to feel like they're doing it themselves, that they're, you know, eating well for themselves, that they're losing the weight on their own without surgery. They want to feel like they're sculpting their face without having to get injections. But every once in a while you want to use retinol, you know, and that, <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, and that's okay. You, there is a way to marry both. It's not a black and white concept for me there's a lot of gray area there's a lot of ways yeah. that you can that you can marry the two that you can use both and make it work for your lifestyle the key is balance the key is moderation in all things and finding what works best for you and not listening to what other people are always you know saying about like you can only use this or if you Yeah. If you only use natural methods, you can't use Botox. If you're using Botox, like what's the point of using like essential oils? Like, no, you can do both. You can absolutely do both. It's about finding what is going to serve your soul. It's about finding what's going to make you happy because at the end of the day, and it doesn't matter what chemical you have on your face or in your body, the most important chemicals are the ones that are going through, you know, that you're feeling when you look in the mirror and you love what you see. So... I'd
1: rather take all the help I can get. (laughs) So I'd rather take it from every direction. (laughs) And hearing you, one of the things that struck me when I initially found your profile was this balance. And I love what you're saying about it's not this or that, it's not black or white. A big part of me and my philosophy and my journey, which seems very aligned with yours, is you can't put someone in a box, right? Right. We are, right. about to, we are allowed to be multiple things at the same time. And that seems very central to what you're talking about. You get to be in the driver's seat. You get to choose what you want to use, what you want to do, and when. Right. I'm curious, how has that philosophy influenced your business
0: journey? That's also a really good question. Um, You know, I did not ever expect that I would sort of become like a business owner. Although looking back now, it all makes sense because Mm. I I always kind of had an entrepreneurial spirit, but I never thought that I would. And, you know, no one ever put that belief in me. So I never believed it myself. What Um, do you mean by that? Um, I think that a lot of times, you know, like you're, when you're growing up, uh, you know, the influence that you have from your parents, from your friends, from your professors, from your teachers, they kind of tell you what you're gifted at, what you can do, you know, like where they see you going and you sort of just start to believe what people say, and you start to, you know, kind of take that on as like, yes, that is also my belief. And so no one ever had that belief in me. So I never believed it to be true for myself until I started to believe it. And then, and then I had to prove all those people wrong because they doubt it. Yes. (laughs) but, But anyway, no, I never thought that I would be in this position now where I'm so happy to have my own business. And I'm so happy to have created something that really comes from my soul and from my passion. But I would say how my skincare philosophy kind of overflows into that is that, again, I don't operate in a very black and white manner. A lot of what I do is unconventional. Um, I really just I take action more with my feelings more than my brain although I'm using my brain I do a lot more um feeling than thinking mm. so a lot of it is very intuitive I'm uh very receptive to um you know the feedback that I have. I'm one one thing that I will say that is a strength of mine is that I can I can read people's like what they want. I I'm very good at reading people's energy and what they're you know looking for and stuff like that. So I started gathering sort of what people were looking for, what they wanted, what where was a a pain point that you know people still wanted answers and they still wanted it to be understood. They still wanted to have that sort of balance of like Western and Eastern philosophies come together because let's face it, they all want that. A lot yes. of people want that, you yes. know, and they just don't really talk about it. It's not talked about a lot. Um, and so while I do have some guidelines that I follow in terms of, you know, conventional business wisdom, you know, like uh, proper etiquette, um, you know, being a professional, you know, following up with the things that I, you know, have written down on my calendar, you know, keeping a somewhat loose schedule. Those are all things that I still maintain in my everyday uh, business life, but I don't have a posting schedule. I don't have, um, you know, I may have some ideas of what I want to, you know, promote for my emails or like my Instagram posts or something, but it's not planned out months in advance. It's more what I'm feeling. It's more what I think people want to hear in the moment. There may be some days that I work 10 hours a day because I feel fueled to do that work. And there may be some days that I'm only going to work one hour a day because I'm just not feeling it. And I don't put the pressure on myself to, to force myself to do the work. So things are kind of just, you know, it's a little bit different. You know, I don't have like all these quotas I have to meet. I don't do that to myself because it's just added pressure. I don't need, I try, I keep, I keep track of things, but I don't try to like nitpick every, you know, penny, every dollar, every point, every, this, every percentage, I don't do any of that because then it just takes me down the rabbit hole of numbers. And that's not what I'm doing here. I'm not trying to, you know, balance numbers. Um, I'm trying to not only help people heal themselves and find, you know, the healer within themselves, but at the same time, I'm doing it for myself as well. Part of this business is an expression of who I am. So it's kind of, you know, it just kind of flows every day. Every day is different and I don't know what's to come, but I'm excited to see what, uh, what transpires. I have so many things swirling in my
1: head as you're talking, because I just want to jump on every word you're saying, because it's (laughs) incredible. Um, a few things stand out to me about what you just said. One, this concept of flexible structure and knowing yourself, right? You know that of course there's a certain element of what I'll call decorum or appropriateness, whatever you want to say, that can help dictate the structure by which you run your business. And you know enough about yourself that you need that intuition to flow so that you can interact with your customer in a way that is not only authentic, But also serves what they're looking for, which is such a great reminder that it's about the customer. It's about the client. One of the things that I learned in coaching school, which for a type A personality is very hard to acknowledge, is that it's not about the value you think you're providing, it's about the value the customer gets. And then the second thing that I love about what you're saying is your North Star, really coming back to your purpose. And the fact that you are on a mission and you are guided by that mission. Now, one of the things I hear a lot is I have golden handcuffs. I hate my job. I don't know what I want to do. I don't know what I'm passionate about. I don't know what my purpose is.
0: How did you find yours? I didn't have golden handcuffs. (laughs) 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 <laughs> but <laughs> uh, well, to answer that, I guess I would have to say the way I sort of found my purpose was uh, doing a deep dive into what's important to me in life, your values. And, yeah. And sort of, you know, uncovering like, what is it that I'm ultimately after, right? Yeah. yeah. Ultimately I'm after happiness, health, and having love around me in whatever way that is. So, how can I achieve that? For me, that was following my passion, which was skincare, because I had so many, you know, feelings about skincare, about my own skin. And the triumph I felt when I finally figured out and cracked the code of how to heal my own skin. And when I finally sort of cracked the code and figured out how to maintain my facial structure without the use of cosmetic injections and Botox and not being reliant on that stuff. I felt so grateful and so just excited that I had something that, you know, I kind of figured out on my own. I didn't really have people showing me what to do. I took little bits and pieces from different people and figured out my own sort of formula. And so once I had that, I had to share it. And so really what happened was I was still working as a full-time nurse. When you started following wow. me on Instagram, I was still working as a full-time nurse during COVID. Wow. And I, it, and this information that I had, you know, swirling through my head was my passion. It was sort of the things that I was thinking about on the side just to kind of, you know, balance my stress levels And, um, and it was just, I felt it was, I would be doing a disservice if I wasn't sharing that information and all this, you know, fun stuff that I had to, you know, to give to people and to offer to people. And so it kind of just started out as like, Hey, I just want to share this information. Like I figured this out and I, you know, this is what worked for me and, and whatnot. And, um, and then I was eventually, you know, able to sort of, you know, transition from the role as a nurse to being more online and doing more skincare exercises for people and showing people how to use skincare products and what's going to be good for you, depending on like your concerns. So, and then it, it, I mean, that's because that was sort of my passion already. It just kind of like, it just kind of flowed. It just kind of happened. I think what you have to do is just figure out what is near and dear to your heart and, you know, what is important to you and what you're excited to share with other people. And that is going to drive your passion. And as long as you are, it's benefiting you at the same time, like all these skincare exercises and techniques I was doing, it was benefiting me. And I was transforming in that process as well. I was, yeah. Telling people, oh, you know, you should meditate, you should, you know, breathe deep, it helps the skin. Well, I had to do that too. You know, I had to go through that with you guys so that I was also transforming into the name that I had created, Beauty Shamans, which is just another way of saying like a beauty healer, right? Yeah. And beauty is just an expression of health. So you're really just becoming the driver of your own health, which is an expression of beauty, right? You're becoming your own sort of doctor, if you will, your own researcher. And yes, that, I mean, that's, I never had those, those handcuffs on. (laughs) I know it's nice, right? It's uh, right. I mean, it was, it was, it was very easy for me to let go of that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There's freedom. Yes. And it's following that, that flow that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. My very first internship, I was, I think 18 or 19, and there was a guy who told me, do what you love and the money will follow. Yes. And there really is something magnetic about sharing what you want to share with the world because the intention behind it is pure. Yes. And... I always say to people, if you don't know what you're passionate about, if you don't know what your purpose is, start with what gets you worked up, (laughs) right? Because that's a that's a signal. Like for me, when I was at a really big bank, communication, the lack of communication, miscommunication, it got me really fired up. Inefficiency, really fired up, and now that's what I spend my time doing. And it sounds like for you, that was triggered by your own healing journey in figuring out how to apply everything you had, this clinical knowledge and this ancient knowledge, for lack of a better
0: term, to combine and be able to offer
1: that to your audience.
0: Yeah. And you know, it seems like such a small thing, like what you're talking about with the communication and the efficiency, it seems like such a small part of business, but it's so important. And the, Everything. Same thing with, the same thing with skincare. Yes, there's a whole world of skincare, but in the grand scheme of things, when you zoom out on health, skincare is a very actually small part of it. And there's this whole other world, fitness, nutrition, you know, all these other things. If, you If you are, you know, I would say to someone, if they're struggling, trying to figure out their passion, kind of like what you said, find what fires you up, find that small little thing and dive in and learn about it and, you know, figure out what is working for you and be the innovator, become the detective and figure out what is, you know, what, what about that tiny little subject can be explored even more.
1: Yeah. It's a very empowering place to come from. And, you know, I'm I'm listening to you talk about the East and the West and the blend. And I agree with you. I think people want both. And I'm laughing to myself as you're talking because I have a group of girlfriends and, you know, we're all accomplished and professional and yada, yada, yada. And we spend 80% of our time talking about, you know, our skin and aging <laughs> and Botox and fillers and lasers and red light masks, which I know you're a fan of, and the whole thing. And then there's this other part of it, which is we talk about meditation, and we talk about being grateful and practicing gratitude. And at the end of the day, I think it all just comes down to this desire for people being the best versions of themselves.
0: Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah, I I totally agree. And exactly like what you said, the, you know, you and your girlfriends out to eat, like talking about, you know, all these things you just covered the, like the whole, like that is in a nutshell, what pretty much like most, I would say like 90% of, you know, females are getting together, talking about, they're talking about ways of, yeah, it's about beauty, but it's really about It's really about health. It's about mental health. It's about feeling good. It's about feeling empowered. And all of those things are part of that. You know, and it's not. I mean, I don't think people really like realize that it really is just like such a range. It's it's not just totally. I only go to my derm, and I only do that. Some people are like that. That's fine. Or I only, you know, go to my acupuncturist, and I only see my facialist, and I only use olive oil on my skin, or something. (laughs) That's fine too. But most people are going to find that happy medium, and and that's what makes them happy.
1: Yeah. So let's talk about this. What you called alternative. Type of skincare because we've talked about some of the clinical, right? I always like to say there's a reason ancient things are still around. There's a reason they've, you know, withstood the test of time. So, what are some of these things that you advocate for?
0: Well, first of all, there is a difference between skincare and facial care. So, I'll start with skincare first, um, just just so it's easy to differentiate. My product line is based off of seaweed. And part of that is because of the ancient sort of, um, properties that you find in like these ancient waters, right? I think that anything natural, anything that you're going to put in your body can also go on your body, right? Mm -hmm. Why? Because they have withstood the test of time. They've been around forever. So they must have with, they must have been able to withstand the elements. They must have been able to evolve, adapt with the environments. So that right there gives them their strength um and so why not you know if it's if it's natural and if it has been able to you know live essentially you know for this long then there must be yeah. some pretty magical properties to it so you know a lot of people they'll use certain ingredients in their in their products where the you know the base is the water and then they have like the um the emulsifiers that really help to you know um break down some of the dirt or the or the um kind of like creating more of that sudsy effect, or they may have other ingredients that help drive products in. All that is is fine, but a lot of people are actually very sensitive to some of those chemicals. Mm -hmm. Not everybody, but a lot of people are, and they don't realize it. It can cause dryness. It causes breakouts. It causes collagen breakdown, wrinkles, et cetera, or redness. The reason why I go back to using seaweed is be- and seawater, instead of using water as the first ingredient in all of our ingredients, it's seawater. Mm. And that's because seawater is actually enriched with all these minerals and trace elements that are naturally found, you know, in the ocean, but also naturally found in us. Seawater is 98% identical to our own blood plasma. So back in the day when people would have, you know. They would have like fluid imbalances. They would give transfusions of seawater because it was the only thing compatible with you know what you could put in the body. That's that why when you fascinating. To, that's why when you go to the hospital, they don't put water in your vein. They give you normal saline, right? It's a salt solution. <gasps> that's and fascinating. So, yeah, so the minerals and the salts and the you know the vitamins, the electrolytes, all that, biocompatible with human skin. So it you know when it goes on the skin, it's absorbed. Your cells know what to do with that information because that's really what it is—it's food for the skin. They know what to do with that information, and it creates this cascade of you know the the normal cellular metabolism and the hormone sort of synthesis and the collagen production, and um, and all that just starts to happen naturally versus using something like a synthetic that's like forced into a product. And so, uh, I guess that is sort of me taking the ancient route, right? The alternative route, because it's not using all these new lab technologies. It's really just going back to what has worked. What has, what did Hippocrates tell his patients to do? He told them to go in the ocean when they needed to heal.
1: And so- He also told doctors not to heal patients who wouldn't, aren't ready to heal.
0: Who aren't, yes, that is true. Which I find to
1: be such a- Fascinating and wonderful concept because it goes to skincare, it goes to coaching, it goes to anything. And you can't change someone, they have to want to change themselves.
0: Exactly. Exactly. I think that's also a really huge part of it. Definitely. Um, but if we're talking about the ingredients though, I mean, really the ocean is like, you know, it's a it's everyone feels better when they go in the ocean. You know, your Mm -hmm. skin feels better, you feel better, you feel more relaxed because it has those, you know, the magnesium to relax your body, to relax your mind, all those things. So I found that using seawater was just an obvious choice because it's honoring, you know, some of this, this ancient uh, medicine that we've had on this earth that covers like 70% of our planet. Right. And it encompasses 70% of our bodies. It just makes sense. Um, you know, and it's, you know i didn't create this i'm i'm using it from nature it doesn't have to be you know we don't have to recreate the wheel here you can take something that is uh that has been around a while and just honor it yeah you know and the science supports the ancient right
1: yes. so it's this has worked for a really long time oh and now that we have this language of science i can tell you why it works
0: Exactly. Yes. Yes. And how <laughs> it works. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Some people are this. And so now that you can like talk about it in a scientific way, then you know, then people are more uh willing to open up their minds to right. using something that is natural, you know. Well, you
1: have a new client.
0: You have <laughs> you have someone who's about
1: to go on your website and buy everything. But what's striking me about this is you know, when you were talking about the cellular level and the cells just having this Sense of intuition and knowing, right? That, you know, these compounds are similar to the human body that you find in seawater. I'm reminded of what you said earlier about that intuition and about that knowing and about that flow, right? Mm -hmm. Where there's almost a natural way to things and you gotta go with that flow. And that leads me to the idea of authenticity. And I know when we first chatted, One thing we talked about was balancing the personal and the professional when you're putting yourself out there so much on Instagram. And you have a lot of followers, right? And you are very open. So I'm curious, you know, in the vein of this flow state, of this intuition, of this knowing, of this authenticity, how can you bring that while still maintaining you know, a little bit of privacy and a little bit of appropriateness and a little bit of decorum and all of those things. Cause that's something, frankly, I think you do very well.
0: Thank you. That is something that I have had to think about. You know, I think anytime you're starting out, um, putting yourself out there, that is something to consider is what's, what kind of hat am I going to put on? What kind of, you know, character am I creating for people Mm -hmm. to see? What kind of persona? What is my identity online versus, you know, in the real world? How authentic do I want to be? And how much do I want to create this new person? For me, I didn't really want to create a new person. I felt that that would become work. I wanted to be able to just express freely who I am And uh, talk about things very authentically, uh, giving my opinion, giving my expert advice, you know, all the things that I that I do, you know, for my customers and on my Instagram pages and on my social pages. But I also had some really hard guidelines as well. Mm, What were they? Things that were really important to me about being tactful, being professional, um, and just, uh, still maintaining sort of this feeling of, you know, I'm, I have respect for as much respect for myself as I do for you. So Mm -hmm. I don't swear. I don't use curse words on any of my social channels. That's really important to me. Um, I find it unnecessary. Um, and I think that, you know, depending on what your niche is, depending on your audience, you know, maybe that is appropriate and maybe that is what's going to work for you. For me, for skincare, for taking care of yourself, for health, for wellness, it does not make sense. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense to bring that sort of, um, language into what I'm communicating because context. yes, because anything that you're speaking is, you know, going to be absorbed by your followers or your listeners or whatever. And, you know, that they get a sense of who you are. And, and your body. Yeah, exactly. You know, so this is a fun fact. Do you know what the word
1: abracadabra means?
0: Oh my gosh. I knew it. It's like, I speak it and then therefore it is or something. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So this concept of words
1: having power is very true, right? And it could be in a wellness context, right? It could be, you know, we talked about belief systems earlier, the belief systems you have in the talk track, what you tell yourself. And it can also be the words in a workplace where you're communicating to people, whatever, but
0: they have power. Right. I mean, they don't call it spelling. For nothing, right? It's
1: like
0: on people, right? When you speak, I love that. I've never heard that. That's a good one.
1: (laughs) So I'm gonna gonna steal that,
0: but I'll give you credit.
1: Don't worry.
0: (laughs) So anyway, uh, so like, you know, there are were also like a lot of personal things that I didn't feel were necessary to share. You know, like I share my personal experiences with skincare, but I don't share every single detail of my life. I find that I need some things to be private. I don't want everyone knowing my business that opens the door to, you know, a lot of just, you know, social media criticism. What for? It's not what I'm here for. I'm not here to advertise to you guys, you know, what, you know, what I'm thinking every second of the day. I'm trying to help educate you about skincare. And part of that involves my lifestyle. And I'm going to be authentic about that. But, you know, I'm also, you know, not going to put myself in a position where I'm now being sort of transformed into more of like an influencer type, because that's not what I am. I'm an educator. I'm a skincare professional. I'm an expert. I happen to influence people with what I'm teaching you and what I'm doing, but that is not what I'm, what I'm about. And I, I, I'm pretty good about maintaining that I sometimes have to come back to it. I have to journal about it. I have to, you know, come back to my center and rewrite my mission statement and rewrite what I'm here for and what the word and what the name beauty shamans means to me and to other people. I do have to recircle back to that from time to time. But as long as I have that as my grounding center, it sort of drives, you know, my, how much authenticity I'm actually sharing with the world.
1: Yeah. There's so many great nuggets in what you just said for the listeners, even if they're not an entrepreneur, even if they don't have a skincare line, or maybe even if they don't practice any skincare, right? What you're really talking about is being very clear on who you are and how you want to show up. And I hear you talking about being authentic and being strict with yourself in in terms of guidelines and boundaries, and especially with talking about authenticity in places like work, there is a level of appropriateness. There is a level of decorum, right? It's not, okay, let's just go all the way to the other end of the spectrum, you know? because you are a personal brand. Whether or not you're on social media or you're stepping into an office, it's being intentional about who am I, what's my brand, and how do I demonstrate that both by the words I'm saying and the actions I'm taking.
0: And, you know, when I worked in the hospital, that this was, this is actually a, a perfect example is, you know, I would be, a, and this is a very professional setting. You have to yeah. be extremely, you know, uh, meticulous about what you're doing there. are re- There's really no room for mistakes. There's no room for joking around. I mean, maybe, you know, in the halls here and there, but like when you're in the operating room, when you're in the patient's room when you're dealing with doctors and people's health there, you're serious. Right. Yes. And so you would see that. I would see that all the time among my fellow nurses, among the doctors, among the fellows is this level of professionalism that we don't mess around. This is my work, you know, sort of persona. This is how I operate. You start to get to know those personalities. Okay. This doctor is not going to be happy if you write that. You know, this doctor will be okay if you bring this late or whatever. You start to learn people's boundaries. Yes. And you start to sort of learn your own. And then when you go out for happy hour afterwards, then it's like, okay, you can just be yourself and I can, you know, get to know these people, but there's a time and a place for that. And totally accept that. And when you are putting yourself out there on social media, when you're putting yourself out there to be this personal brand, it's the same concept. I'm maybe a little bit of a different person off the camera than when I am on the camera, but I'm consistent when I'm on the camera, you know, I'm consistent with what I'm telling people and, and, you know, how I behave and what I say. I'm very consistent with that because that is sort of, you know, even though it's still authentically me, that has sort of uh, become who I am to my followers and to, you know, like the skincare world. But, you know, but, you know, I'm a jokester, like all of (laughs) you at home and, you know, like running around doing crazy things. I don't show that side of myself because it's, to me, it's not, the, it's not what I want to show professionally.
1: Well, and it's inconsistent with your brand. And right. I think that, again, goes back to a high degree of self-awareness. You're making me think, I know somebody who got surgery and the doctor came in hot to the room, joking, who are you? What are we operating on today? And the person who was getting surgery was so turned off by it, right? Because when you are in a professional setting... Like any relationship, it really comes down to trust, respect, and understanding. And you want to establish a high degree in, of confidence in that you're going to the right doctor, you're working with the right professional, you're at the right place, your needs are going to be met. And that element of, again, context
0: is really critical. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, and to your point, I uh, Totally agree with that. Like when you're showing that side of yourself, especially off the bat, it immediately abracadabra. I mean, you're telling, you're telling people, you know, what it is that, who it is that you are, you know? Well, and
1: abracadabra, cats out of the bag. I mean, I have a very big part of me that I would call woo-woo, right? That's why so much of your ancient philosophy resonates with me, right? You know, coaching, self-help, whatever you want to call it, it's all Buddhism in different packaging. (laughs) It's all stoic philosophy in different packaging, if you really think about it, right? right? These concepts have been around for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. And frankly, That's something I struggle with in terms of walking that delicate balance between I know my audience, my audience tends to be corporate. I also know that there's a lot of woo-woo people in corporate clothing, to your point, that a lot of people want both. And then there's this, okay, well, how much do I actually show of myself?
0: And it's hard. It's scary. It is hard, but once you find that balance, it, it does become easier. And you do mm. it's practice like anything else, like yoga, like medicine. It's a practice. You keep coming back to it. You get better at it the more you do it. So, as we wind down,
1: I want to rapid fire a few questions at you. Sure. If you're good with that, put you in the yeah. hot seat. <laughs> the first is what lessons have you learned? Along your entrepreneurship journey, that you think everyone needs to take, so they can go through the hard part a little bit easier.
0: It's not that big of a deal.
1: Ooh, love it!
0: Yeah. What do it you is mean? Not, it is just you stress. I used to stress about the littlest things. It is not that big of a de- of a deal. People don't know all the things that are going on in the back in the back scene uh, you know, behind the scenes, like, you know, all the different ideas that you've had and the ones that, you know, unfortunately didn't make it or yeah. the mistakes that you made, people don't see that. And, you know, it's really not that big of a deal. The attention span of people now is like a goldfish. So they're moved. <laughs> they've already moved on. Meanwhile, you're stressing about something.
1: Yeah. yeah. Just
0: let it go. It is not that big of a deal every day is an opportunity to like reinvent, you know, you know, something about, you know, what you're presenting, right. You you have multiple opportunities. You have so much time. And if you plan on living a long time, you have a long time. You don't have to get it all done in one day. You don't have to get it done in a week, in a month, in a year. It can go at your own pace. As long as you're enjoying the process and it's happening, then, you know, it's not that big of a deal.
1: By the way, incorporating some of Shelley's wellness principles could theoretically help you live a longer life. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's as you're talking, I call myself a reforming perfectionist. So I'm having like creepy crawlies going up my body as you're talking about embracing imperfection and embracing the process and not the destination and things will never be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Just let it go. Okay. So tangential question, similar, but different and take this however you will. What do you know now
0: that you wish you knew back then? From a personal standpoint, I wish I had known how much I actually had to offer. I wish I had known my actual, uh, you know, sort of reach. I wish I had known, Um, how much knowledge I actually had that I didn't realize and that I was hiding that would kind of come out and people would be like, I didn't know that. I, you know, I wish that you would share more about that or something. I, a lot of stuff I thought was just common knowledge. And I realized now that, you know, I wish that I had embraced that. I wish that I had come out of the gate with that rather than being timid and i wish i guess i guess i wish i had trusted myself more mm. um just to have that information and and readily share it because it did take me a few years to get to that point where i was ready to share i was on instagram and sharing stuff way before you know you started following me in like the pandemic 2020 i was sharing information but i was still scared yeah and i wish i had really just embraced it and known that people would respond in a positive way And that I could actually find fulfillment in just expressing it and just putting it out there. You know, I was still too, I was still too self-conscious. Like people are not going to take me seriously. And do you think that self-consciousness came across? Uh, You mean like in the beginning stages? Yeah. Um, I think so. I think so based off of feedback that I've heard from like friends and family, you know, people who were doubting, you know, I, I feel like some, you know, some people didn't really know that I had all of this, you know, information that I had gathered since I was a little kid, you know, learning about my skin, you know, and like, and a lot of the intuitive things, you know, kind of like what you were talking about with like the, you know, you kind of embracing the woo woo side of, the corporate world, like I kind of had that too for like skincare, but I didn't think anyone would, you know, want to listen. I didn't think that anyone would find the connection and how important it is. And so I kind of held it. And I wish now that I, I knew that, you know, people are receptive to that and they want that information and they're hungry for that information because I was kind of sitting on it for so long, afraid to share it, afraid of being ridiculed, afraid of having a voice, in the industry.
1: That said so beautifully. And it's really what I hear you saying is owning your value, being able to articulate your value proposition and owning it from a matter of fact place. My mentor calls it being a person of authority, right? You can say what your strengths are and you did it earlier. And I respect so much how you able to just say, I'm really good at this. That's incredible, right? And it's also saying, I'm not really good at this. And guess what? I'm going to put it out there and we're all our own worst critic
0: anyways. Yeah, exactly. It's not that
1: big of a deal. (laughs) And it goes back to that lesson learned. Shelly, this has been amazing. It's been really fun. I am so happy that you took the time to be here for all those people who now want to experience the benefits of seaweed, for all the people that want to consume all the amazing nuggets of information that you have to share. Where can they find you?
0: Thank you so much for having me. You can find my information. Uh, my website is beautyshamans.com and my Instagram handle, which is where I spend most of my time educating is at beauty shamans.
1: Shelly, thank you so much. I certainly have learned a lot and I know our listeners will too. So thank you for being here.
0: Thank you so much for having me.